all the latest news, views and reactions to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Happy New Year and welcome to 442FM's Asian Cup podcast. With me I have Editor Kevin Ayres. Hello. Cronin New. Good to be back after a bit of a long hiatus. Alright, keep it, keep it brief. <laughs> Tim Palmer's in the right? house. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And we've got, those are the regulars, we have some irregulars. Uh, Irregular. <laughs> we've got... Um, John Davidson, 442 foreign correspondent and uh, 442 blogger at Johnny D. Davidson. Welcome, John. Thanks. Uh, it's good to make the debut. His pod debut. And another pod debut, uh, Constamo Costas, 442 blogger, journalist, and also a blogger on footballstory.blogspot.com.au and co-host of a rival A-League podcast, uh, A-League Snobcast. Welcome. Thank you uh, very much for having me here. It's great to be uh, amongst such illustrious company. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We're all there for spending the afternoon with Crane. <laughs> I think the very same every time I spend an hour with these guys. Uh, I'm Adam Jackson, and uh, let's get cracking. What have we got to talk about? Um, not much happening. Is anything much doing at the moment? Yeah. Is a cup? How's it holiday? No, pretty good actually. Yeah, good Christmas. Um, read any good books? Mayim's lantern on the plane over. Yeah, it was oh, good. that wasn't actually a literal question. Oh. <laughs> there, there is subtle rhetoric uh, assumed in this um, uh, in this podcast, um, but yeah, there is there is a big thing going on, and uh, and how nice is it that soccerers are actually all right? Pretty good, isn't it? Mm. I've, I've been enjoying myself. Um, I can't remember watching two Socceroos games where I've actually come away with a smile on my face after both of them and enjoyed it, and it's been a spectacle. Fantastic. What's been really amazing, though, is the, uh, the sun change of mentality between you know, fans and stuff. Coming into this competition, I think a lot of fans are a bit uncertain as to how well the Socceroos are going to perform. Um, two wins in, uh, you know, and scoring four goals later, I think... A lot of fans are really confident that we will do well. We'll come away with like a decent result. Let's start from from Friday. So um, Q8 opener. Did anyone see the um, the pre-show, the opening Unfortunately, ceremony? Unfortunately, yes, I was in the, sta- in the stadium. Yeah, it was. An- Actually, I, I think I went and got a sausage roll during it. It was, right. <laughs> Good man. It was an interesting decision by Fox. They put it on the red button. Oh, really? Way. It wasn't... Or a brilliant decision. You, you actually had to go and look for it to be able to watch it. They were busy doing the, the pre-show mm. debate in the office, in the, the studio with the, uh, the studio audience, which, I don't know, but just, it probably was a wise decision, but it's an odd decision. You know, it's part of the spectacle for I mean, any kind of... Can someone tell me what that white thing was? Was it sort of a half a football or a rib cage or... Grayskull, Castle Grayskull. Oh, very I good. Think. He-Man, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> We don't do well with pre-game entertainment in Australia. No. I've noticed. We, we don't, don't do well with pre-game, mid-game, entertainment. <laughs> 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 very often the actual game, so <laughs> let's be honest. Entertainment in general, we're pretty hopeless at it too. Yeah. yeah. We do the occasional good horror movie though. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
five minutes in, we should probably talk about some actual football rather than... <laughs> I wanted to hear about Johnny's book. <laughs> yes. I was going to start telling you about Wolf Creek, actually, and then tell you how bad Wolf Creek 2 was. Up there with my world's worst... Mo- I'm getting off the subject. I'm sorry. Football. All right, let's start with um, the negative from, uh, from Friday, uh, because there was you know, a, a reasonable amount in the first 20 minutes. But um, so yeah, let's let's talk about it. Could have been much worse. Started very nervous. What was Um, going wrong, Tim? mm. At the set piece? Uh, Well, no, just in the in in the first twenty minutes or so. Oh, I think it was just nerves, like we saw against Chile at the World Cup. Nervous start. Players making sloppy decisions, panicking, coupled up with poor decisions at the set piece. Panic stations for a bit, and everything calmed down after Mm. about twenty-five minutes, and especially once that first goal went in. You could just see the whole team relax. Yeah. yeah. Did we think no warm up, warm up game was you know a, a good thing, a bad thing? Obviously, hadn't played since November. Yeah. I personally, I I kind of thought that we were going a bit lax on mm. the, the warm up games, but having seen the game last night, <laughs> I've gone back and looked at yeah. everything he's done and the way he's he's day uh, has, has done the whole preparation thing. All in favour of the way he's played. I look very fit. I can understand what he was talking about. He said in that interview that we had in the, the previous issue about um, how they hadn't had any games in, in Australia because they wanted to make things difficult. And you can see that's paying off. The, the, it becomes so much easier for them when they suddenly start playing in front of a home get the crowd yeah. and get a goal and get the crowd behind them. Um, Con, what did you think of uh, the, the, the set piece where we went behind? Well, um, Aziz Beich and Yidanak both chased uh, the same player. Um, Beich sort of stayed on the uh, on the post, and um, when the goal went in, Cahill was remonstrating, um, and I think that woke him up a little bit. And uh, I think Beich uh, copped it for that, and Davidson took his spot. But um, yeah, again, a bad start. Um, they should have had a man on the post on the on the near post, and. Um, the Socceroos uh, woke up after that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there was a lot of people to blame for that goal, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I, I think Trent Sainsbury was sort of marking no one. Sainsbury and Branovich just weren't yeah, there the communication at all. was just, just terrible. Jack Branovich had the man, and then Sainsbury got blocked off. Yeah. Which then blo- Sainsbury getting blocked off then blocked off Spiranovic which meant that that guy just went completely unmarked yeah. basically yeah. Yeah. I mean there were so many people who went absent without yeah. any leave given whatsoever and it was interesting after the game Trent I spoke to him and he, he did say you know well, there's some communication we need to work on and you know he said he was at fault um, you know just and it's the first time they played together so yeah. you know, I suppose I mean I think it goes back to what I was saying pre-season uh, pre the, the tournament that Lucas Neal for all his there was no pace left in him whatsoever, uh, and um, the, the attitude was probably wrong in regards to it welcoming. Well, it was definitely wrong in welcoming younger players into the side. The one thing he still did right up until the end was command that box uh, and make sure that everybody knew the job and was uh, aware of what everybody else was around. And I think that is what we're still lacking to a certain extent: is that a vocal presence in the back. I still think it was a cracking goal, though, to be honest. Like, you know, a beautiful, beautiful header. It was a great header. Yeah. I mean, you don't see many people dive across the ground. I, I completely disagree. There is a, it, was, it was probably a mishit corner. It was a waist height yeah. at the front post. That is, that's poor defending, that. Did it bounce? Did the cross bounce? I think yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I think it has. That's yeah. a good indicator of it. 
Bar the delivery though, I think like you know to go in there with the header is pretty courageous. Well, that's what they paid for. That's, that's where they end the box, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I just I was so blinded by the appalling defending in there. I didn't even really pay much attention to how they actually scored in terms of what they did. I just saw what we weren't doing. And that was uh, that was quite. As I say, I thought there was just so many people that you shouldn't deserve to share the blame with that one. While we're on the topic of set pieces, I've actually spent about three hours today looking at South Korea's set pieces, and we're going to get a goal of set piece for sure. They are horrendous at defending corners. Oh, really? Horrific. They, they defend uh, everyone's zonal marking, so there's no man marking at all. And they all stand pretty much on the edge of the penalty box, uh, edge of the six-yard box, which means that if you send a ball in anywhere between the goalkeeper and the, basically the edge of the 18-yard box and get a run on it, the Koreans are sort of just standing there, jumping up off the standing star to try and head a ball away. And it's, it's hopeless. They cannot clear the ball away. And so they're not good headers, and they're starting from a standing position, which if you're trying to clear away a corner, you want to be getting like a bit of a run-up. And they're all just standing there and jumping up in the air. So my money would definitely be on a set-based goal. Let's hope Ange is listening to this. <laughs> Can drop we, him an email. I was going to say, just drop him a line. Will you have to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your mate. Um, get Bresciano in from the start then. His delivery from the corner. Yeah. That one last night, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but it's, it's very on topic. But... Um, it, it almost looked like a, a replay of the same move, like the corner that the keeper saved from. Oh was, yeah, was, yeah. Urich, yeah. Urich yeah. It was the first one, and then yeah. Milligan, yeah. Yeah. almost a carbon copy of the of the yeah. first chance. Uh, it was a perfect delivery both times, which is yeah. And you're forgetting your favourite player, Matthew Leckie. Uh, he's <laughs> he's dinking to, to. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Getting ahead of ourselves. The goals, the turning, the turning point Mass. in the first match. Mass, the main man, he, he found his feet a little bit, got his confidence, and um, yeah, turned it around for us. Yeah, he lost the ball a few times early on. Yeah, he yeah. looked it quite nervous, but he really got you know stuck in and was sort of everywhere. And that um, that that opening goal, I mean, a quick throw in from from Franich, and then I think he beat two players, just mm-hmm. burst his way through, and was almost Arsenal esque from a while ago with the cutback yeah. um, to an unmarked Timmy. So yeah, and he's just continued on with the system of goal, and yeah. And I thought. Um, that was great to see Timmy score with his foot. A lot of those uh, chances that he's had, the keeper saved um, yeah. during the um, yeah, you during said a lot, of, a lot yeah. of those friendlies. Uh, so it was great to see one go in. And um, if that didn't go in, it would have been very nervous. Um, the longer it was going to be nil all, the longer we would have been having our butt, cl- butt, butt cheeks clenched. <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> squeaky bum time. <laughs> yes. Squeaky bum time for eight, eight, 60 minutes. That's a long time to have a squeaky bum. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought Longo uh, had such a, a, a tricky start, and it's a very harsh crowd out there. You know, I could mm. see on Twitter and people were saying, "Pull them, pull them now! Yeah. Don't even mm. wait to half time, pull them." Uh, but you know, it was his first proper start for uh, Australia. Uh, obviously nervous. The whole side was nervous, apart from mm. anything else. Um, he was just taking the brunt off it. He'd never played in Australia. The soccer is right. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think he's played sixty odd games of first team football. You know, yeah. he obviously mm. played reserve football mm. with, with with Tottenham um, in the under twenty ones. But yeah, I mean, he's still a young guy and still finds his way. So stepped huge up. potential. Stepped yeah. up so well. Uh, you know, the, I think the touches he was giving us is what we've been. I think it was a key part of what we've been missing up to that stage. Uh, you know, uh, not just in that game, but in, in the run of games up to that. But I think like the difference between you know previous attempts at goal and that attempt was, um, you know, Lecky not 
uh, or Leckie or Franjic not trying to cross the ball in, but trying to get around the defence, which is what Luongo successfully did. Because previously, uh, you know, we'd seen Leckie and Luongo and, and, and Franjic link up on the right side. And what they'd try to do is find Timmy Cahill in the centre, as we all know, you know, that's what they... Well, that's what you know, the main game plan is. Um, but with that goal, they tried to play around the defence, get behind them, and try to exploit it, it, the gaps. And so that's how the first, first goal came. Yeah. Credit to them. Yeah, I think you know the longer thing, uh, we had the feature, obviously, on them uh, in the last issue. Uh, it's a longer way to the top, which is one of my favourite headlines. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do say so yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my favourite. I don't care nobody else likes it. Uh, but the guy who wrote that for us, Nick Judd, in the UK, was on, uh, a, on Twitter to me immediately after that game saying, we're not going to get them back, are we? <laughs> because uh, he's a big Swindon Town fan where uh, Lungo's playing at the moment. But as far as they're concerned, he's just added another zero to, the, to his they're price top, tag. And they're top of the division, so yeah. you know, uh, he may stay and go through to the championships. Very possibly. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, chatting to you uh, yesterday or the, or the day before about, um, about Mass, can you, for some of the listeners that don't know a huge amount about what, sure. what he's um, doing over in the UK or done, do you want to give us a bit of a, a rundown? Yeah, on? yeah. Well, he's a, a Sydney boy, um, obviously Italian heritage, if you can guess by the name, and um, Indonesian as well. I think his mum's Indonesian, so it's an interesting mix. Uh, I think he moved over in 2000, 2011, picked up by Tottenham, um, <clears throat> was an Appia Leichhardt junior, and um, only played the one game, first team game for Tottenham uh, in the League Cup. Came on, I think, in the 70th minute and um, was a penalty shootout against Stoke and missed a penalty. And that was it. He, he was let go. Uh, well, I mean, it does happen with a lot of Premier League teams. Obviously, you, you don't see many juniors coming through. Yeah, you um, get one chance. And he'd been on loan, I think, at, at Ipswich and then moved to Swindon, did, was on loan and, and did quite well. And they picked him up and he's just sort of stepped up um, since then and, and gotten better, you know, with week by week. I think the, there was a telling quote in that feature by Nick uh, that... Every time they play a game, Swindon, uh, no matter what the result, no matter what has happened, every opposition manager, coach, comes up to the Swindon town coach and points at Mass and says, he's too good for this league. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have him for long. And I really don't think they will. Okay. I think he's he's going to get snapped up by the end of this tournament if he carries on the way he is and doesn't get injured. Quite interesting, though, because there was a news report the other day that Longo had said that um, the way Ant sets up his team is a lot better than the way Tondam do it. <laughs> Sucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so not not returning to Spurs, then. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked um, the midfield in that first game. Very creative compared to a lot of the uh, games that Andy's um, set up his team before. He had Troisi and Longo in midfield. And Yedinak, usually um, uh, Yedinak and Milligan were playing together, but this was a much more creative lineup, I thought. Yeah, I think going the, the route of the one holding midfielder makes a huge difference to Especially the, the style of play. Uh, yeah. And it's what you know, it's what everyone's been saying for years that we at, at home we should be attacking, uh, and we only needed one holding midfielder. With the greatest respect to these countries in the past, I think we've paid them too much respect when we, we met them in qualifying and friendlies. Uh, and that was Pim and Holger's decision uh, to to give them a bit more respect, and as a result, we played a bit more negative football. This way, we've just been we've come out of shell. And That's right, but, but we've also known that Miller Yenak isn't the best distributor in the world in that position. So that's obviously true. But you know, I, th- I think he played a great game uh, against um, a Q8. Hmm. Uh, 
Uh, I don't think there was any issue at all with the way he played that time. No, definitely. He was very good in that game. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's perfect for the system, basically. Yeah. 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 And I think it was his ball that went to Franich for the second goal as well, for the cross that he gave. So Yeah. I, I, there wasn't a time when I, I was thinking... Jedi stop passing the ball <laughs> or give it to someone else to pass uh, Troisi's touch I thought was letting him down occasionally uh, in that game it was a bit too heavy at times and just over overreaching uh, yeah I think he lacked a little, little bit of positional discipline as well sometimes I think that might have been uh, him trying to be a little bit over over keen to 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 give him like make an impact on the game but there was a few times where it was like there was two on one against melee and it's like Where's Tro- Troisi, who should be close to him, and he's left wing or something like that. Yeah. Which, uh, and then last night with Mackay, he offered n- nowhere near as much creativity and, and technique in, term- in terms of that. But he offered a lot more stability in that in that centre, which is probably more useful in that. I think they, they seem to move the ball very quickly, Mackay and Milligan. You know, obviously not as creative mm. as Troisi, for example, but just move the ball quickly out to the wings, and that really showed with, with a number of the goals where it was just getting in behind and. The other key difference I, I thought I saw in the first game as well was in, preview, in the run of the previous games, we tended to get very narrow on the wings, mm. which is an almost impossible thing I thought to do, to be honest, but we got diminishing triangles where we're tightening up and tightening up until we run out of space. We actually played ourselves out of space, uh, but we weren't doing that. We did it a couple of times, I think, in the first half, and then we opened up, and we were using the space much more creatively, and that was a huge key difference for me. Uh, I thought well a big change at Andrews introduced basically last two friendly games one against Japan and most significantly in this tournament is the central midfielders are drifting wide a lot more mm. and that's because those uh, winners Cruz and Lecky are coming inside a lot more so it's important we still have that whiff so we've got the fullbacks pushing forward but now the midfielders so Mackay Troisi Luongo. I, I think we've we've yeah. nailed the way of doing that. The combination. I think previously we, we didn't yeah. know exactly how we were going to yeah. use that properly, and we just got so tight. Yeah. Um, well, those combinations basically, like down the right hand side, the Franich, Lecky, and Luongo combination is just sublime. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's working so well for us. Uh, and don't forget, I think we're getting a bit too ahead of ourselves talking about Oman, but last night we shut down. Their uh, attack really quickly. We press really high and try to be really aggressive. Finish with Q8 first, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, just uh, yeah, maybe just finally on uh, on Q8. It was just this uh, this different bri- different brand of football, which um, as a uh, watching soccer is over the past few years, I've not I've not really seen before. High tempo pressing, just re- relentless. That was. I'm sure, Adam, you remember Australia England three one. <laughs> I'm sat here wearing a Socceroos shirt. Yeah. No, no, no. referring to the Socceroos as we. So. No, I, agree, I agree with you completely. I mean, I can't remember another game where you know. And I think uh, Tim Cahill said after the game to to the journos in the mix, and he said it could have been ten or twelve. I don't know, it could have been ten or twelve, but it could have been five or six. You yeah. know, they just kept. And you're, you're right. You, unless we're playing American Samoa yeah. uh, or Tahiti. They, that hasn't really happened of late. So. The, the best I can remember us playing prior to these games was probably that friendly against Ireland uh, yes, a few I years ago it, when yeah. we played yeah. beautifully. Yeah. Really, we, we played a crap game. I think that was game, a 3-1. Yeah. And we never played the same before or after again. It was like, why, why, where did that come from? Why can't we do that again? Uh, but 
and that was against relatively good quality opposition. Um, but since then, you know, we played well, obviously, in the World mm. Cup in the, those moments against Holland and Chile. Um, but I th- I've just been blown away by the, the style and the, the attitude that we're playing with at the moment. It's just fantastic to watch. It's so good. Just want you would go back and watch that again, again, and again. We also had Juric and Burns come on in the first game. The depth is much more greater, and Orr as well on the bench. And when Juric and Burns came on, um, what it's done is it's allowed Kale to have a rest yeah. as well. So it's not yeah. relying just on Kale. I mean, Burns came on. Burns that was incredible. We should have scored two goals. Yeah. And that yeah. Lecky outside of the foot cross, moving to the left, um, swapping um, when Cruz came off as well. Yeah. So giving uh, Lecky a bit of a chance on the left too, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah I said the same to, some, uh, to one of the lads upstairs. This is, this is one of the first times that the soccer is, I'm referring to them as a squad. Rather than a team. Well, I was going to say the exact same thing. When we were going up to the match yesterday, we were talking on the train saying, you know, oh, he's chopping and changing. Maybe we would have, we thought maybe two changes. Mm. He'd made three. Mm. thought maybe that's a bit too much Dinkerman, a bit of too much rotation. But again, in hindsight, looking back, what he's done, and it goes back to what he was saying about trying to give more experience and more depth, he hasn't got a best 11. He's got best 23, that, and they can chop. I'd actually say best 21 probably it can chop and change and move in two different slots they're all used to playing together and it's so good that we can bring these players on and they are all at a similar level they all know how to play with each other uh, and they know the game plan they know what they're doing it's brilliant hmm. we, we actually have a couple of best best 11s there with countless combinations almost the depth that we didn't have in Brazil really absolutely yeah at the tail end of the Q8 game, uh, they had a few chances and Ryan had to pull out a couple of really good saves. Um, Tim, do you, th- do you think that um, the reason why he brought in Davidson for Beige was to maybe shore up that defence a little bit? or um, I think it was just rotation, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, getting players a run, getting, as Angie's always talked about, getting more depth and more experience in the squad. So I don't think it was a hugely significant change from any sort of personnel tactical point of view because... Beige played well in the first game. Davidson played well in the second game. Like, in fact, I thought he was very good last night. Now he's just got a good dilemma on his hands, choice between those two left backs. And uh, if you're going to have, if you're going to have either one left back or two good left backs, you're going to have two good left backs rather than one. So he's in a good situation now. Yeah. I don't think it's a huge problem. No, I don't think it's a problem at all. I just, no. I just it's a benefit. It's just great that we have players that can come in and go out without any loss of quality to the side overall. And I think Davidson's barely played. You know, in the last six months since moving to West Brom, so you know he, he was quite adamant after the game that he was good to get some yeah. meters into his legs, as yeah. he put it. Um, and yeah, Beige has been playing week in, week out in Turkey, so it's it's a great dilemma to. And we're to playing left backs at left back, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Well, not strikers or, or <laughs> left wingers or yeah, yeah. Left or bus drivers. Left back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bus, drive. bus driver was all right though. No, bus driver was great. <laughs> 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 What you do see though as well is when Ange puts these players in the starting team is the uh, they, they kind of get put in the shop window, and we're starting to see a lot more of these players get picked up by you know bigger well, clubs. And, yeah, I mean, the, we came out with a new magazine this week, and there's an interview with one on one with Mark Schwarzer, who's bemoaning the fact that you know the A League's been an easy escape route for uh, players who don't aren't prepared to tough it out in Europe, and as a result, there's no big names in. Uh, big soccer names playing in the big clubs at Europe. It's 
it's a result of the way that things have gone. That you know, players haven't had the opportunity to have the shop window with the national team to get picked up by the bigger clubs because they've been hogged. All this place has been hogged by veterans who are getting older and older and older, um, and refusing point blank to give up the space. Uh, we will see the, these players getting snapped up in you know in the year, the next year. I'd be surprised if they're not a lot better teams. Many of them. Good stuff. And that, that was the Q8 game on Friday. Still, you know, they're, they're one of the lesser um, teams in our group. We were expected to, to have a good performance and beat them. Um, but then last night, um, 4 0 in Ange We Trust. Yeah? Yeah? No, no. Um, come Can on, we... do you want to start us off? Um, yeah. Well, uh, I wrote a blog today um, and I was just saying how amazing it was to be at a game at the uh, Stadium Australia in Sydney um, and watch the Socceroos and not have, again, my butt cheeks clenched for the whole game. Um, 4-0, it was incredible. Um, The beginning was a little bit... uh, I thought Jason Davidson was wandering again um, at the beginning. I was was watching him. I was uh, situated behind the goal where they were running towards um, and, yeah, Davidson was wandering a little bit. Um, there was that save by um, Matty Ryan, who's just... How many saves is he going to make um, like that? So yeah. um, I thought that was incredible. And then the first goal, again, eased everyone's nerves. And once the first goal went in, you knew it was going to be... It was yeah. on. Yeah. So The fate was sealed pretty much, wasn't yeah. it? You yeah. knew it was going to happen. You knew it was coming. And, um, yeah, I thought it was incredible. The first half was great. One of the best first halves I've seen the Socceroos play. Yeah, yeah. Cronin, what did you think of the uh, the atmosphere there? That was actually your first Socceroos match in Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, my first Socceroos match. Um, I think it was... People were really excited prior to the game, um, and then first 25 minutes or so, we didn't score. We, we had a lot of possession, um, and we continued that throughout the match, but we had a lot of possession, didn't do much with it in front of goal. Um, and there was, you know, sort of impatience amongst the crowd. You could feel it. You could feel people getting more anxious... Um, wondering if the soccerers were going to score and then came the deadlock which is absolutely brilliant I don't think I've ever cheered so loud in my life hmm. like Kevin Kevin Dredd sitting next to me like, oh. but, um, yeah no it was honestly it was a great experience um, and credit to the Australians um, it was quite telling actually in the press conference how uh, the Oman coach Paul Gwen kept on talking about how powerful the Australians were and the, and the fitness and how the Omanians who only had three days rest, couldn't um, match yeah, the physicality. Um, and I think Australians, the soccerers were so overwhelming that that was basically the only phrase he could mutter throughout the whole yes. five minutes. Even that. when he was speaking in French, he was talking about the, yeah. uh, the physical yeah. presence, which <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually sure was quite as complimentary in French as he was when he was talking <laughs> in English. I think that was, a, was that a little bit of sour grapes? I or? think, well, yeah. I, yeah, I think possibly, possibly, but I could be doing could be doing him an injustice. My French is pretty good, but it's it's not impeccable, so I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, and talking of uh, excitement before the match, exactly how early did you turn up for the match? Game? <laughs> Two p.m. Two p.m. for an eight p.m. kickoff. How did they let you in? How let me in? Yeah. The perks of media center. your first game, so you really wanted to get the. Might as well. Yeah. Savor of every moment. I would have broken at home if I Savor of every moment. Didn't security have their eye on you? What's this guy doing? 
double check and bag. Yeah, bag. Like, I can't. <laughs> is, that, is that guy bringing a sleeping bag in there? <laughs> um, but yes, Tim, talk us through uh, the way that uh, the, the first half developed then. Um, well, basically, Paul Lagoon, Paul Gwen, whatever it is, uh, made a massive blunder, I think. Because he came up with a back five, which I used in the uh, game against Korea as well. Now, the whole time, throughout the Golf Cup and throughout the Gwen's reign, he's always used 4-4-2. Four, four, so it's, the back five is only coming through this tournament. And it was okay against Korea. Like, it wasn't great. And obviously, they can see it in, like... It seemed like Lagoon was taking a strike away, an extra attack away, and putting in the defence just for a bit of cover. And so he did that again against Australia. But it just they didn't feel like they were familiar with it at all. Like, it didn't seem like they knew what they were doing. Well, they did know what they were doing, but they were trying to defend compact. But the players were uncertain positionally when to go out and when to press and when to close down and when to sit back. And you could see that whenever Jason Davidson or Ivan Franich basically got the ball, Oman had no idea. Yeah. No idea. It was just yeah. causing complete confusion in that on yeah. back line. And basically what happened was that the win-backs would come out and close down. So the win-backs in the back five would come out and close down Franich and Davidson which would just, then just leave Lecky or Cruz as a free ball. Straight away, they could just play that straight pass straight yeah. into Lecky or Cruz. Or even Luongo for the second goal. Uh, for the first goal, sorry. And basically, we just overwhelmed them. Yeah. We got the ball forward through the fullbacks because they had no direct opponent. And then just pulled it back five to pieces. We seemed to be circulating yeah. the attack. Plus, What's... we were doing multiple overlaps. It looked to yeah. me like... Well, yeah. It was the speed of the ball as well, because that's a bit yeah. of an underrated feature of discussion is how quickly the soccer is were moving that ball. We were talking about that as well. Even, yeah. you know, from the simplest of, uh, you know, uh, starting points, I throw it. Instead of taking our time to let them yeah. assemble, us assemble, pick up the ball, throw it, start, bang. And re- attack, attack, That's attack. been an obvious game plan from the first game as yeah. well. The, 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 the quick throw in for, I think, the opener from Fanage, the quick quick free kick. I mean, you don't actually see it that much in in every, any level of football, but yeah. it is you know, yeah. quite an obvious but smart tactic just yeah. to yeah. You know, keep, keep pushing the pressure We just on. never let them settle for a second. Yeah. Whether we had the ball, whether they had the ball, we were constantly, relentlessly attacking them. And do you see when Al Hosseini, the Omani striker, went down injured, and you could just see the frustration of the players. I was so frustrated that they had to stop the game for a bit. Yeah. As soon as he got up, as soon as he got off the pitch, they just played on straight yeah, away. Try it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's an, an interesting campaign that the AFC are trying to push. If you've seen the banners before, we, we had to Google it, didn't we, before the uh, Japan game on Monday night. Um, it was at 60 minutes of play, uh, and it's basically the, the, the average AFC game is um, it, it only has 51 or 52 minutes of game time per 90 minute. Uh, so they're actually campaigning to go towards 60 minutes. That would be that's their goal. And 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 you know and, and you can see how it happens because of time wasting and time wasting. Down and, yeah. And, yeah. It's almost for the trillions and wow. <laughs> so, I didn't actually believe that that was mm. the case until you told yeah. me. But, but you can see it. Like I, I think maybe like Oman and Kuwait were were not some of the uh, biggest culprits for it. But watching some of the other and, and I. I, I Probably class it more as the Gulf teams, uh, the Middle East teams, that they take so long. You know, a foul comes, they're on the ground, they'll roll over, they'll, you know, s- slowly get to their feet. And Having then... said that, though, I mean, to give, to play devil's advocate there, they are probably playing normally in 35 degree heat. So it yeah. could be, you know, a, a mm. chance to get the breath back and kind of cool down a little bit, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Jordan versus Iraq game where? It was just horrendous. Like, it was terrible football. It, I think there was about five minutes of play in the first half. Oh, really? It was just, it was just shit. Yeah. Like, 
It was just crap, and they were lying around on the ground, and it was just. Oh, I gave up at half time. I couldn't I watch it. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. The soccerers were on drugs last night. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Yeah. Well, Matty Ryan was was tested. Uh, that's why he didn't speak to the media. And I think oh, Al Habsi, yeah, right. Al Habsi was as well. So that they got they got picked up. Hmm. Matty oh. Ryan's abs let them down again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giveaway. I'm sure you're a follower on Instagram, mate. You Kev. you love it. I, I, no, I see Chris Bowden. Bowden, he loves <laughs> pictures every time he puts them up. I worry about that, man. EA Games representative, forum regular. Moderator and <laughs> Matt Ryan fan on a big scale. He does have great abs. I've seen them. They are. They're great abs. What can you say? Mine, mine were similar <laughs> once. <laughs> I don't even think I've got abs like that under my fat. <laughs> um, eight goals, eight goal scorers. Now that is a, a great stat for a, a team that have been based around Tim Cahill's goals for quite Con, a long time. Con, did you see that coming? Eight goals from eight, eight goal scorers. I would have been happy if Tim Cale scored the one goal each, and that was it. John, did no, you see eight? No, no, did you see goal. eight from eight? No, no. I had my money on it, so yeah. Gave you what's on that? You're not old enough to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing stat really is where Cale Cale was the only player to score in open play under Postecoglou until that Kuwait game, yeah. and then Luongo was the second. Yeah. But having Cruz back, that's a big bonus. We didn't have him at the World Cup. Yeah, uh, that's a massive bonus to have him back. Massimo um, Longo, um, that was a novel thing. Seeing uh, Cruz's goal it was a bit of a one-two. We don't normally see that with the Australians, so mm. he's very happy. Yeah. Yeah. That goal especially. Yeah, everyone's mm. sort of forgotten about him because he mm. played the World Cup and then didn't play again until the Kuwait game. Mm. And he's been good. Yeah, yeah. He, he moves that ball very quickly. Mm. We're talking about ball speed before because she's a big part of that. Yeah, he gets that ball it's and plays nice, it out. Nice to have two central defenders yeah. who, are, who are ball players who yeah. are yeah, comfortable exactly. with the ball yeah. at the feet, which we have. We just looked this. so composed at the back. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. but to be fair, I don't think that back line has been properly tested yet. Now, mm. Have they had to do any defending? Not particularly. Do you know, there was a really good point last night where it must have been 3 or 4-0, maybe even 4-0, and um, uh, Davidson was up high on, on the left wing, and Franich had gone forward, and he was starting to track back, and he was right in front of Ange on the box, and, and Ange must have said something to him, because he was starting to track back, and he went, said turn to Ange and then moved up forward so it obviously said you know what are you going back for stay high <laughs> so we had there was we didn't well, we didn't have a soccer player in our in their, in their own half there was a moment in the Kuwait game yeah. where Spranovic and Sandsbury were both 10 metres inside mm. Kuwait's half yeah I could believe it yeah. and I think if you looked at uh, Matty Ryan's heat map I'm pretty sure the biggest red spot would be on the centre circle I commented yesterday that he's going for a Ballon d'Or nomination. After <laughs> yeah, and annoyed him exactly. No, you're sweeping. Yeah. He loves yeah. to wander up front, doesn't he? He, right. uh, he loves uh, it. He always was, a, you know, pushed forward. But geez, he was just—he just set up camp in the centre. Mm. I believe there's a YouTube channel directed to his distribution. There is. Yeah. Oh really? So. And there's a, there's a Twitter account dedicated to his abs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you run it? Bowden. Bowden will run it. <laughs> Um, yeah, the um, we the yeah, the reason I don't think the the back line was tested though was because Mark Milligan was so good. I thought in midfield, yeah. swept up everything. He just never gave the defence anything to do, and, uh, as far as I could see. 
And he said after the game, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't played in a month. Yeah. You know, yeah. with his band yeah. for yeah. what he did to poor Terry uh, and Tonus, you know, he hadn't oh, played. Right. So, you know, no, to, yeah, to think he could have been the man of the match, he was that good. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a shame, though, because, well, now we've got two, like, really, really good defensive midfielders who are. Oh, it's a shame. Like, yeah, it's terrible. Mm, I know. I know. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> what, what will we do? Yeah. What will we do? Imagine if we had a whole team of players in top four. Maybe win a tournament, I don't know. Gosh. 21, 20, I, I honestly do think we've got 21 players that are completely interchangeable for their, we've got competition in almost every single spot. Give Alex Wilkinson a chance. <laughs> I do. I do feel a little sorry for Eugene, particularly walking around the um, the, the mix zone every game. You know, he's kind of got a bit of a smile on his face, but you know, what a, yeah. what a job, though. You literally, your job Number is literally three, to sit yeah. on the bench. I'd be, I'd be Eugene. I'd love to be Eugene. Great, great view. Great view. Well, you probably best six. Yeah. He's only won a trophy, you know, this season in the FFA Cup, so he's doing all right. He's doing yeah. all right. Yeah, this season's got okay. Look, look at Pepe Reina. He picked up the World Cup. Champions League of uh, Euros mm. just by sitting on the bench for Spain. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I don't think he played a single game. I'd love to see them. There must be some goalkeepers who have played the least games but won the most. Hilarious. I think it was last year when Scherzing was celebrating his FA Cup triumph. But then people on Twitter were like, mate, you didn't play a single minute. Yeah. Of, of the, uh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, there's also Harry Kuhl's, uh yes. European Cup. Double yeah. injury FA Cup. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. I mean, there's a few. There's a few, but mm. I think uh, the, the fact that we've got such quality and such depth has mm. changed my perspective completely on on life. On life. <laughs> Start smiling more. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but just before you uh, you keep that smile too long, that ref was terrible last night. Yeah. Was it a red card? Yeah, I couldn't say very well. It was. It, it was, was just without mm. any yeah. shadow of a doubt, it was a red card. Wiping off the goal? Mm. You don't oh, play the advantage ridiculous. for that? <laughs> yeah. that's ridiculous. I have never seen anything as stupid as that. He didn't even blow. I mean, if he'd blown, <laughs> then I could maybe understand it, but he, had, he blew after the goal. Well, well, yeah, I, I watched it again against today. the Socceroos, and I was like, what's going yeah. on? I was like, yeah, what's going on? That's right, yeah. Mm. And then he sort of, I think, had a. And just seen worse, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> in the press conference. <laughs> that was pretty dismal. And, you know, uh, the uh, not blowing when the guy got the Omani did get a clear hit in the head uh, and let play carry on. When Milligan got in there? Yeah. Hey, no, no, not when Milligan, when the Amani, it was actually an Omani that went down. He let the play go on for about 30 seconds before he sort of realised, oh, yeah, you're supposed to stop the play when players get hit. <laughs> Grabbing their head. Yeah, he's <laughs> bleeding. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's lost consciousness. And, um, but no, that was one of the worst. But the other referees have been surprisingly good, mm. I thought. Surely the, the guy from um, Morocco, the Wanderers game's not floating around. <laughs> for, for a game, is he? <laughs> He's got to be worse than the Never been nights. seen again. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have to work again. He took his paycheck and he's... Uh, he's <laughs> uh, um, a big surprise for me was um, uh, Bresciano. He got a he got a big reception uh, at Melbourne, which is almost a bit more to be expected. But he got like just warming up. The fans yeah. behind the goal were going yeah. mad for him. Yeah. Which and, and then when he when he came on, there was 
stand innovation from sections of the crowd, which is uh, so that, that's good to see. Cover but, star, Mark yeah. Brescia. Obviously, they've been they've been raining the issue. Yeah, yeah. They obviously pumped, <laughs> pumped from four four two's coverage of and, and seeing it with hair, which you know you don't see. I can't remember when that happened. Yeah, that is sorry. a reason to buy this issue of four four two on sale now. See a picture of Mark Bresciano with hair. He looks so innocent, so, so vibrant. <laughs> yeah. He could have scored a couple of goals actually last night. He had a good volley from outside, and then that beautiful. Um, Interchange. Juric uh, did a little flick under his foot. The one where he blasted um, her over. Goal. Yeah, yeah, that was. Range. He should have done better with that. He was. He was looking a bit that. rusty. I thought when he first came on, but he was. He was getting up to the pace mm. by the time full time. Was it? Around. Was it Spiranovic who did the back heel? That was just by the corner flag. I think it was Yuri or Spiranovic. I might have Spiranovic. Yeah, because he, fl- he flicked was... it to someone who, and I can't remember who either player. And then it was the the, the second player, which could have been Yuri, who flicked it back to. Yeah. Uh, Bresciano who who had the shot but um, that's what you like to see isn't it if it, well, if it was Spiranovic in the top in, in the opposition's corner and doing a little cheeky back heel back heel nutmeg that's what you want it, yeah, it's <laughs> very nice but yeah uh, my I think I'm not sure what what my particular highlight of the, the game was I really really I know Lecky was a bit dodgy in places but that cross was Sensation. In the run, but you know, from halfway, yeah. to, I think he got yeah. past one or two defenders. Was that ter- wasn't it a turn? It was a turn, yeah. It was a turn, actually. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. That, Adam was that cross on from the whole. The that whole cross was just to spite me. I've <laughs> <laughs> been death riding him. Uh, sat, there, sat, <laughs> sat with John going. Just so disappointed by <laughs> the end product that Lecky. You know, he's got all these the, the attributes that of a top top player. And he does everything right until he stands on the ball and it goes behind him. Or, um, you know, I would like to see the stats of how many times he lost the ball or he lost lost possession in, in both of the first two games. Um, which, but you, you know, he's, he's a forward player. And then he's he'll run twenty five yards and put a peach of a ball with the outside of his boot, and it's a goal. Or uh, he did almost the same thing against uh, Kuwait for Burns, didn't he? So. But it's weird you know. because he always does that outside the foot cross. But you remember that shot he took across the he hit the crossbar against Kuwait. That was with his left left foot. Yeah, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. is, is it one yeah. foot or does he, does he just love hitting outside of the foot cross? <laughs> I think he tried to left. I think he tried to left foot cross um, before that uh, outside of the foot cross too, and it was very weak as well. Really? I remember, I remember yeah. seeing that as well. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think at that stage I was I was in pull him off mode, but. <laughs> That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, I was really interested. <laughs> and, uh, and he just seemed to be a lot more calmer after I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your experience? He's just got a knack of sliding across the turf and trying to kick the ball in like that. He, just, he always seems to hit it at the keeper. And it sometimes so he tries seems to, to go in. Palms, and then that's when he scores after that. Yeah. He doesn't hold anything back, though. I mean, mm. there's no. Sort of, Delicate chip placement with no, yeah. 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 Shoot on, shoot on sight. Break yeah. the door down. Yeah. And unless Which it's a volley, then he's not interested, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, good stuff. Any, any negatives from last night's performance? No, I have to say, as I, I walked away from that and couldn't think of anything bad to say about it. The only Anyone? negative I can see is we're getting, we could be getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, the Socceroos aren't very good at uh, being favourites. Yeah. And Bostokoglu um, sort of had a bit of a snort 
when he said he's gonna, how he's going to handle being favourites, and he said I'd rather be favourites than mm-hmm. um, people having a go at me. So yeah, um, he says he believes in the players. So I, I that's think, the only I think, negative. No, I, can I think of. that's a myth about us not being. We always are better when we're the underdogs. I think that's a myth that Postecoglou and. Uh, because we're the underdogs, because we're always the underdogs. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's trying to change the culture, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. That we're going out there and we're going to be winners. Mm. We're not going to be underdogs. Mm. We're not. We're not going to settle for a good performance or a brave defeat. We're going to go out there and we're going to be the ones who come away with three points at the end. And that's fundamental to the, the, the changes that Ange is trying to bring in. It's great. I love it. Uh, and if we you know, do go down terribly, then. Hell, we, at least we took the game to them. Mm. We tried, and that's that's what Australia should be about. We shouldn't mm. be going in thinking, "Well, if we can get a point, that's great, uh, brilliant." He was, um, he, he was quite aggressive with the media in the, in the press after the game, wasn't he? Um, I, that's, I, I saw your notes here. Yeah. I didn't actually think that was true, to be honest. I, no. That's Ange likes a bit of cut and thrust and parry. <laughs> he uh, loves the media. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not really, but cut and thrust and parry. <laughs> Well, yes, <laughs> he's, he's continuing the tradition of the grumpy Australian managers, though. <laughs> I don't I think even see him as being grumpy, to be honest. You know, I think he he knows oh, what he wants. Oh, he's grumpy. No, he's condescending. Oh, he's, he's oh, I definitely wouldn't say he's condescending. He's a snorter, I'd say. I think he gives us a good, sensible chuckle. Yeah, I think he doesn't he doesn't suffer fools yeah, and occasionally yeah, exactly. there are I remember the Belgian game um, I think it was maybe Michael Lynch who wrote about it a Belgian general asked a, a wayward question he gave him a bit of a bollocking which was quite funny so he just yeah he doesn't suffer fools and yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't like people blowing smoke up his ass. And, yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I think he tells it like it is, and you know, yeah. uh, I, I don't see him being aggressive. I just think he, that's Ange. It's yeah, just that's the way he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember the, um, the the shot, the cameraman shot of his wife with the, uh, <laughs> yes, the yeah. poncho on his head, and then the quick shot back and the right smile from him. I think that was yeah. yeah it was, was her getting caught on camera, realizing she'd been caught on the yes. big screen, and then trying to grab the poncho <laughs> out of the poncho, <laughs> playing some glamour back again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that was one of my favourite bits. <laughs> that's, that's now become an international man, of yeah, course. That, right. that wry smile on his face is just brilliant. Um, okay, just to finish on... Oh, one more thing. Can I just say something nerdy for a second? Sure. Um, we like so a negative, basically, uh, is that in both our games so far, the opposition attackers have basically ended up dropping behind uh, Mark Milligan. So in the first game, they had his, Aziz Mashan playing as the striker. And he basically dropped goal side of Jednak. And then last night we saw the two strikers dropping goal side of Milligan. So basically what that means is that every time they try and launch a counter-attack, because Milligan or Jednak has had two centre-backs behind them who haven't got anyone to mark, but Milligan and Jednak have the freedom to basically rush in and try and intercept the ball. Against a team where there might be a striker behind them, so the centre-backs might be occupied, they might not be as brave, which would then give the opportunity for the attacker to turn and press forward. So a team that is bold enough, pretty much, pretty much a team is going to attack a little bit more and actually put pressure on the centre-back so that the holding fielder doesn't have freedom to push forward is going to cause problems. And I think that's what's going to happen in the next coming, yeah. coming days, is we're not going to see as good performances from that holding midfielder as we have in the last two mm-hmm. games. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that the fact that we were mopping up so much yeah. at the, the holding midfielder... Well, you can see stage. it. Like, in the first game, you had Yednak just dove in, basically, every time and just jumped in front of the attacker mm-hmm. because yeah. he had two centre-backs behind him. Put just to cover, yeah. and they weren't marking anyone, so they were happy. Yeah, yeah. Try and you can make the risk. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where our downfall will be. To be 
Yeah, good. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll fi- finish um, this game on some nice stats. Um, I know Tim is going to come at, after, <laughs> after Tim's uh, nerdy section for me to throw in some stats. Last night, 64% of possession, 27 shots, 9 on target. But this is, this is the best stat of, so far. 575 completed mm-hmm. passes. Did anyone else say that? Like over 700 attempted. And Which it's the best stats of any game at all in the and we've any, scored, like, any like, side. Basically a third of the goals. So what are we going now? But Soccer Barcelona or? Well, <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you should say that, John. Um, so Barcelona played Atletico oh. last, uh, uh, last weekend. How many passes do you think they completed? Barcelona currently in crisis. Barcelona. Go <laughs> Barcelona. Six hundred. Seven hundred. Three hundred. Five hundred and two completed passes. Ooh. Uh, Japan v Palestine. I think that was the the second highest, most completed yep. passes. How many? Four hundred and fifty. Close. Four hundred and seventy-three. Lower. Four ten. Okay. So yeah. considerably more than Japan against a Palestine mm. team, which is mm. probably a much worse opposition than Oman. And um, and the, the the highest pass rate in the Premier League last weekend was Arsenal. Four hundred and twenty-three completed passes. Yeah. So the Socceroos are the new so Barcelona and Socceroos are better than Barcelona, <laughs> Japan, <laughs> and Arsenal. <laughs> Setting the benchmark. There we go. Um, <laughs> Actually, done some research. Well done. I know. <laughs> Check me out. Put the rest um, of us to show. <laughs> Um, Jesus, this is this is going to be a long pod. This we've still got loads to go. Let's have a little break, and then uh, we can talk a bit more about the rest of the um, groups and uh, the forthcoming games. Far too late. Uh, that was that, that was worse than the the clap at the press conference yesterday. <laughs> there was a very ironic clap when Paul Leguin Le um, finished and walked off. It was it was almost like at the start of a slow clap. It, it, it rippled a little bit, and then everyone was like, "Oh, did we not clap?" It was on the, <laughs> it was like a death march for somebody going up to the guillotine. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've just your team's just got spanked four 0 we should give him a bit of a clap. Well, it's it's a clap. well done no. for turning up. Yeah. Cheers for a man. Let's start the pod with um, our uh, the next team that we will uh, come up against, Korea. Um, yeah, Tim, I, I think you might have to. You, yeah, well, you, you said you've watched a lot of three hours and. Watching old videos? <laughs> Three hours of watching set pieces and about yeah. four hours of watching Korean games. Oh, splendid. Seven yes. hours. Did anyone pay you for that? Or is yeah, it's my job. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but you would have done it actually if you had yeah, probably. But yeah, Korea, look, they've been pretty average at this tournament, if we're going to be honest. Um, uh, their coach, who has an unpronounceable, well, doesn't have an unpronounceable name. 
He's German. I can't pronounce his name. Stilicki? Ili Stilka. Stilicki? Stilicki? Stilicki. Yeah. The German bloke German. is coming. <laughs> and uh, he's basically... He's, because Korea came under a lot of criticism at the World Cup because they played a long, lot of long ball football. Mm-hmm. And so this bloke, the German bloke, has come in and said, right, let's play possession-based. A bit like Ange. The difference is it's so slow. If they know what's the Mariners this season, it's basically like the Mariners. They, end up, they know they've got to get the holding midfielders to drop in. They know they've got to get the, good, get, got to get the full-backs high up. But it's just slow. It's just slow as... And I think that we're going to see that against Australia uh, in the Australia-Korea games. They're going to get pressed for the first time, and they're in for a bit of a shock. Uh, so that will be an interesting sort of battle because both teams like to dominate possession. I think they're the first and the third highest passes at this tournament so far. Uh, but Australia has the upper hand because they have that speed that we yeah. talked about earlier in the I pod. Think that and pace that we've got. And Korea don't even have Som for the next game. They don't have Lee Chon Yong. They don't have Lee, yeah. Mm. So those players, who are the two quick players, two players capable of you know being direct and changing the speed of the play, aren't going to be there. Well, I mean, has Som been ruled out? I mean, he was he was sick for yesterday. They've already qualified, so you wouldn't think they wouldn't play him. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that's that's my thinking. And Lee's obviously out with an yeah. airline fracture of the tibia, which is my research. Mm. Well done, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, but, uh, Korea again. Not very good. Yeah. I think uh, our pace is a thing that's going to be pivotal, I think, for uh, all the games that we come up against. But yeah. from what you're saying with Korea, it just could be the difference. For it's just slow. It's, yeah. it's like Ki Son Yon plays in hold midfield. And normally he passes the ball quite quickly, but even for Korea, it's just slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, um, I think the thing we've got to think about is who we're actually going to field for this one. How many yellows have we got? Two. We've got two. I think. Well, it's no, two from the last game. game. Spranovic got game. one, and um, um, did me, I think Mele got one for the, yeah, in the yeah, first no, half. Did, did Davison get one last time? Oh, I can't remember. I think it might have been. We got two yellows last night. I think it was Davison. Yeah. So yeah, we've. I imagine the back four would be unchanged, or at least Bates back in. And then yeah. I, think, I think no, I think he'll put Wilkinson in. To be honest, I really do. Really? I think well, well he did say he, he promised really changes. Don't think so. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'd be surprised if he changed centre back. The back six but, basically: Ryan, Franich, Branovic, Sainsbury, Bage or Davidson, whichever one. Emily yeah. will play. You don't, you don't think Heard is a chance? Actually, what, what happened with Heard? Is, is yeah, he's been knocked, didn't he? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's back on the catch list. I, I think Mele should be back, but I, I don't think they'd risk, risk him. No, no, no. They keep it when it's a dead rubber. Why bother? Mm-hmm. But I think you'll see changes in those number eights and the Robbie Cruz and probably get a rest. Yeah, Nathan Burns. I think Burns yeah. might be the I'm, I'm trained though. The one I want to see is Tommy Urich play out front for a full ninety minutes. Mm. Yeah, because I I do think that he. I think there's an outside chance that Cable might get this place from the starting eleven. I think you're right. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think yeah, Urich might come in for Cahill. Yeah. I think Burns might come in later in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be the sub this time. And quite possibly Tommy Yor going going on in the left flank. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he looked quite good when he came on. Almost scored. Um, mm. You know, he was probably not at his best in Brazil, but I thought he it was a good game. Anderson for Mackay. Like to see that. Or Antonis. Yeah. I would like to. Yeah, see I'd like to see Antonis as well. I, I was. I, he he got my vote. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of Mackay, but. Adam picked Mackay quite rightly, um, but yeah, I think Antonis and, and he scored. Like a difference. 
It's a, sh- a shame I had Cruz as my first goal scorer on my bat. I've, I've done rubbish on my bets. The, the only bet that I got right was Uzbekistan to beat North Korea. <laughs> I bottomed down my betting account. So um, anyway, that's that's enough betting for for Asian Cup. Um, but I, I think with all these changes, we, we are still forgetting that we still need to get a point here. Do we? No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we're ready for it. No, yeah, no, no, but, but we, 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 we want to win the group. To win. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, if we win the group, it's an easier uh, progression through to the final. But, uh, you know, I think it goes back well, to yeah, the we, fact we, we have this quality within the, the group, and I think Ange will want to exploit that quality in this game uh, and, you know, actually showcase it too. But this, I, this is going to be the biggest test that we've had so far, yeah. considerably. Yeah. 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 And you know we don't want to go in and take it lightly and, and end up coming away with you know, even if we lose one nil like they've beaten the the other two, it, you know we, we the, the, I think the, we we want to avoid meeting Japan in the, in the semi, which if we come second then we would and, and win the games we would most likely be uh, meet Japan in the, in the semi final in Newcastle which would be a waste of the A and Z. <laughs> um, so yeah, really. But if you if you think about it though, we've, we're keeping the back three of the back four at least. We're going to keep Milligan uh, there. We've got Ryan there, so that's virtually six solid. Uh, and like Luongo will probably play again. Luongo will yeah. almost mm-hmm. certainly play yeah. again. Uh, so that's seven. So you're only looking at potentially at the most four changes. Well, I mean, you're saying Luongo would play again, but then again, he got pulled off right when Timmy Cale got pulled off, which was on the 50-minute marker mm-hmm. or so. I think that, that was so. probably to keep him fresh, to but keep both of them fresh. Though. I know they've done a lot of physical tracking on how much the players are running and how much they're exerting and how much their, like, their heart rates are, and I imagine a lot of that is informing who comes off and yeah. who's mm-hmm. playing what. I didn't actually realise until this tournament started that Craig Duncan was now with the, yeah. the soccer yeah. which I'm yeah. really pleased about. There are a lot of time for him at Sydney. He did a lot of good stuff. Uh, and just a very scientific approach. I think basically, you know, Andrew points you can trust it's going to be a very yeah, progressive it, coach. It, it, yeah. It's just every appointment's just, oh, that's, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I would have wanted to do. You've done it. It's brilliant. I, I can't see Ange starting with neither Melee or Tim in that starting 11. Yeah, that would be the one question mark I'd say. If Yernak yeah. doesn't play, then K or my. Yes, yeah, yeah, just think, yeah, you're probably right with that, to be fair. Um, but I can see Burns coming in on one wing. Juric uh, in the centre still, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, no, I, I need, uh, uh, Robbie Cruz said last night in the press that he's. It's all about him getting game time because he's wanting to do as many nineties as he as, as he can fit in. So I'd, I'd be and surprised he makes if he such a difference when he's on the park. So I think he probably will stay. He's, he's barely played, yeah. you know, in mm-hmm. football in yeah. Germany. So right. yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll stay. Yeah. I would love to think that this is a rusty cruise because if he gets four or five games under his belt, well, yeah, four or five games, and we're in the final. <laughs> You know, he could be the difference. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I think that that applies to the whole side, though. You know, the whole squad. The more we play, the better we're going to get. We're all going to gel much more. Uh, the potential here really is limitless, as long as we don't do anything silly. Because so, Cruz has really been that extra goal-scoring threat that we've had, in that he's just had so many opportunities. Sure, he's only scored that one goal, but I think in both games he's really like he's this, made a lot of opportunities for himself, um, and he's just. Been really aggressive. Did anyone notice that that finish for his goal last night was just terrible? The what? Sorry? The finish for the goal was pretty bad. Who's Cruz? Cruz. Yeah. Like, really? I thought he controlled it 
Um, but it was it was straight into Pepsi, and then just smashed it under the goalkeeper. But I don't think he had any idea where the goalkeeper was. Like he didn't place it at all. Oh, I didn't no, think it was a particularly great shot. It, it went pretty central. Yeah, like it was straight on there. I had his legs. And, <laughs> We took 10 minutes well, We took a break And it took us about 5 minutes to get back into the soccer <laughs> <laughs> So around the team <laughs> <laughs> well, Australia A, Australia B <laughs> It's just the Australia Cup It's not the Asian Cup <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much yep. so, although, You mentioned there Al Habsi The Urich goal was straight at him Cruz goal was straight out. And he wasn't very good in the no. in the career game. In the career he game. made those two saves, as you mentioned earlier, you know, back-to-back. But, yeah. But, yeah. But apart from that, to say he's... But Al Habs is that player everyone recognises because he had those couple of good games in the Premier League. Everyone. That's all he's wanted to watch. Yeah. He hasn't played for... He played for Wigan twice this season and went out on, to loan, went out on mm. an emergency loan yeah, to Brighton because he wasn't getting enough game time. Mm-hmm. Sounds like good business. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still playing. <laughs> Um, yes, okay, so score predictions for the career match. Score predictions. Go on, start with you. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> um, I asked the question so I don't have to do this first. Uh, I'm going to go with let's why break a good thing 4 0. 4 0. Confidence. I want to see a score 12 goals in the group stage. We're going to run out of plays to score those four, though, <laughs> if, if it needs to be a different player every time. The way Matty Ryan. Ryan Matty Ryan penalty. We have a great tradition in Australian goalkeepers scoring goals. Mm. Uh, Mark Schwartz was pretty much the only one for ages who didn't score a goal. But he saved plenty, though. Yeah. Bosnich scored. Um, Zach Kalich scored. I, can do I, think, I think maybe Cole Steele might have scored, or maybe at least in club football, yeah. Yep, John Thielen. Yeah, yeah, on the vault. Yes, he did. Yep. He's played for Rovers. Yeah. Blackman, Cronin. <laughs> Putting on the spot here. I really don't know. I think I have this feeling that we're getting, as um, Con was saying, we're getting a bit too complacent and getting a bit of, ahead of ourselves, and we're underestimating South Korea in that regard. Um, I do think Australia will win. I'd say two one, two one Australia. Tim, I know this is always your favourite part of the party. Yeah. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Good. If Stalin was under, that's what I was going to go for. Yeah. 2-0. I think, I think yeah. obviously, Korea are a much better team, but yeah. I think there's a bit of momentum with the soccer is now and some yeah. positivity, so 2-0. Yeah, I reckon 2-1. I'll go with Cronin. I think uh, Ange um, is not going to feel the weak inside. I think it'll be similar to the teams he's been putting out. And he, I think it's going to be 40,000 crowd at uh, Brisbane, and it's going to be momentum. It's tournament. Um, it's at Australian. Uh, it's on Australian soil, and we want to keep the party going. That's what I think. Uh, Angie's going to be thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, th- I actually can't see um, Korea scoring. I, th- I, I think it would be two or three. I'll go, I'll go with three because you, you two went with two, and you went four. Yeah, so just to be different. Cool. So, um, so that is the next game. Should we have a quick um, walk through the other teams that turned up? 
Yeah, why not? Yeah. Slow clapping. North, yeah. <laughs> North Korea turned up with the player less than everyone else as well. What? In this one? 22. Yeah. And he's got 22 of the 22 players. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Well, you know the other person is, don't you? No, the Supreme Leader's not here. Well, Sam Pang's here, but. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't bring a third goalkeeper and they just nominated some player to be the third goalkeeper. Not Kim Jong Un. Probably should have gone with that. Really, quite strange. (laughs) The ball boy. We'll get to the ball boy. Um, But actually, yeah, talking of North Korea, the uh, the hipsters. Round a game of the round. <laughs> is, it, is it really hipster? It's it's niche. It's yeah, yeah, niche. Yeah, yeah. Hipster. Without without a doubt, niche. It, it's actually it's interesting to see some of the debate that's been going on about people adopting second teams and uh, whether it's condescending, racist. Well, it's, or, an, it's an Asian Cup initiative, which I did as well. Um, so it, they're they're trying to get. Fans to support a second team and not just you know support that one team that you know. So yeah, you, know, you can't, you can't I don't, really I don't see North Korea or Uzbekistan bringing a lot of travelling fans, particularly North Korea. No. Particularly North yeah. Korea. They won't yeah. be going back. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I think it's a good initiative if yeah. people do adopt. Yeah, and if people are dressing up in fancy dress, it's it's it's. So long as you know, you know, you don't take go too far with it. That's it's a, just a, a bit of fun, and, and that is the risk of uh, <laughs> Australia. There's a fine line between sort of funny and racist, <laughs> and, and generally Australians go that? over that line. North Korea is the best Korea. <laughs> sure, surely there's got to be some Team America style, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the games. So. Yeah. I, th- I think you know, you got to remember as well that the humour is often several levels. It's not just it's taking the piss out of the oppressors and also taking the piss out of the stereotypes of yeah. what these people, mm. what this, these nations are. Uh, well, I had the privilege of sitting in the North Korea active support. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was Kim Jong-un's, whatever, yeah, Kim Jong-un sinking about 10 beers in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> impressive. Excellent. Lots of marks. marks. Um, what else was there? They, 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 they was Dennis there. Rodman was he there? Dennis <laughs> Rodman. <laughs> I would have paid to see that. It's actually quite funny yesterday because, uh, as we all know, I was in that meeting for like eight hours. Uh, no, anyway, there, there was South Korean journalists in there, and at that time on Fox Sports, they were playing um, Santo Salmonets, and we all know Sam Pang's the, uh, the supreme leader. Anyway. When that segment came on, all the South Korean journalists just started watching and cracking up and all that. So it was like it was a sight to see. I'm sorry, but that is horrendous. I love that. You don't like it? He's Asian. No. He's allowed to do it. Yeah. See, yeah, casual, casual racism, man. Look, I think I think Awful. it was funnier when it was cup fever back. It is interesting though, like it. living in the UK, that you couldn't do that in the UK. People I, wouldn't I wouldn't find don't it. See it. What, what, uh, why, why? How many people watch Cup Fever or Asian Cup Fever? 52,000. I don't watch it. 52,000. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, I think our humour is a bit more... Um, you would, um, Con, Con was talking about watching uh, Socceroos with his arse clenched. That is, that, that's what happens to me when, I, uh, <laughs> when, when that was happening. It was... Um, no, um, it's not for me, I'm afraid. Um, I, I do that think, said... Yeah. Oh, I, I do think people do go, to go a bit far. When they, you know, they're going around with North Korean flags draped over this, that's a little bit different. I think you, you, if you're going to adopt a second team, you have to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you know, I think you you 
There's a fine line. What, what would be racist to me, for example, would be, you know, putting on a, a silly accent and doing the, the L's and the R's thing. And, and that's what he's done. That's really? what Sam did. I, I didn't yeah. see it. And, you know, the, the doing something with your eye or something like that, that would be crazy. I think it's line. a fine line between blackface and... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, and, but, but also, yeah. there is a uh, thing, there's a cultural history tradition thing of blackface where white men in ancient in older times mm. put blackface on and you know took the piss out of yeah well Anglo is pretending mm. to be Chinese and, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that that's something yeah. that you've got to be really really careful mm. of yeah. not no, but, but that adopt the uh, adopt the country thing is basically a, a spin the wheel random sort of thing so I take it most of the people there probably wouldn't have done that in that sense they were just yeah, I mean, football yeah. neutral is just going for having a bit of a laugh. Really. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, having said that, though, when we when we were going into Newcastle, <laughs> I was walking past one family who were draped in Palestinian flags with the headdress on and this huge, big Palestinian uh, moustache, and I was thinking, oh, that's a bit. That's a bit on the nose, actually. That's gone too far. And then I realised, actually, no, they were genuinely Palestinian. <laughs> <laughs> they just looked like the stereotypes. It's from the Palestinian quarter in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the, the Adopt a Second team, um, you know, it's, it's a way of selling more tickets. But um, hmm. I, 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 I quite like it. I, I can get on board with it. Um, tickets, though. Crowds have been pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, I've, I, I've been quite impressed by. I was a little. I, I thought Socceroos would would bring more. Would, I was more yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was disappointed by the size of the crowd and the behaviour of quite a bit of the crowd. To be honest, mm. last night. That's I, Sydney, though. It is. Sydney is. I think we'd love to see a sellout in Brisbane. Yeah. I think we should yeah. see a sellout in Brisbane. Queensland would be surprised if, if we did. Yeah. To mm. be honest, uh, it's only fifty-five thousand, isn't it, Suncorp? Yeah, fifty-two. Hey, Glory Hunters up there. Yeah. I mean, I reckon. Sorry? Are they glorious up there in Glory? That's not my quote, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, they're very parochial. Yes, yes, I would say that. Um, Amy Park is a great venue for all the other matches except the Socceroos at Etihad. We probably could have filled quite mm, a It was darts. The darts were on. The darts were yeah. racing. It was a dark yes, light. The darts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen. The big sport. I've only seen still pictures of that. Was any, it like, any sport that you can have a pint and? Play, and smoke you know, at yeah. the same yeah, time yeah, while you're playing. It's serious business. Yeah. But That's why Scots we used to be really good at it. I can... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we digress. We are. Um, it's, it's, it, it, thankfully, we didn't go back to the soccer rooms. <laughs> At least we're talking about darts. <laughs> but, um, so North Korea out of the way. North Korea game done. Strike. Saudi China was that, was that a Suncorp? Yeah, that yeah. was at Suncorp. Yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, that was. It seemed quite noisy from from TV. A lot of the China Chinese fans. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Brisbane's got a fair Chinese. Yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. they have strong support up there. I'm surprised they haven't had Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Khan, that is one of my biggest annoyances with, with, with this tournament. Why China are not playing in Sydney? Yeah. There, must be, yeah. there must be close to a million people of Chinese. Um, <laughs> uh, Asian Cup LOC insists that there was no way that they could manipulate the draw to make sure that certain teams played in certain cities, mm-hmm. which seems like... Utter, yeah, Australia played, uh, soccer has played Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Yeah, it yeah. just seems like <laughs> not, not Canberra and Newcastle. Yeah. Complete bollocks. Even someone was saying how they were disappointed South Korea weren't playing a match in Sydney as well. Yeah, yeah. well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think about it, 
it's the biggest stadium. You need to try and manipulate that that schedule so the bigger teams or the people, the teams with the, the uh, uh, presumably a bigger following would play in, in that city. And instead, you've got Qatar versus Bahrain. Is that that Qatar game next week? Twice. Mm. That's yeah. next Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Qatar Iran tomorrow night. And I mean, Qatar. Iran's a, Qatar Iran's a Newcastle yeah, and were born to host, and they're being played at ANZ Stadium. Yeah. A 90,000, 89,000-seater <laughs> stadium. The, the Iranians will turn up, but the Bahrainians. I'm not, I think I'm the, the Iranians will turn up to, to training. They're just so so loud, so passionate. I'm yeah. great yeah. to see Melbourne. Mm. I'm yeah. really looking forward to, to the rest of their games. Qatar mm. versus Bahrain at ANZ Stadium is going to be most likely a dead rubber too. Mm. So that's yeah. going to be it's just pitiful. Ghost time. Absolute ghost time. Corporate hospitality is uh, just... Barren fields of nothing, <laughs> as well at every stadium. Even the soccer game last night, there's only like one or two bays. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's in the centre of the stadium as well. So they the, um, you know, the black the dark blue seats. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas Neal couldn't get a ticket. Outside, <laughs> <laughs> a nice t-shirt, a cap. You know, looked like he just come from the beach. You Don't know. you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. here's a ticket. AFC ambassador. And That's what yeah. happens when you don't have a, a, a pass. Talking about going through the team door anymore. Talking about ambassadors, isn't, isn't Del Piero an ambassador as well? I he think is, he, he yes. sent a tweet. He I sent believe. a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think tweet. it might have been a three million dollars. Good on you, Bert. Yeah, three million dollars. Marky tweet. He's really putting a big effort in for the tournament. All right. Um, it, it doesn't look like we're going to work our way through uh, um, through all the different group stages. Let's just pick out the the top teams. Um, so, uh, who, who would you like to play out of Group B in, in that quarterfinal? So, uh, no, Group B. <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> so you've got, it, it looks, I, I would, it looks like it's going to be China's going to be one of them uh, if they can beat Saudi. And it's, they beat Saudi. Well, yeah. If they, I think it'll be the, the Uzbeks probably. Do you think they're yeah, might be second. over Saudi? Yeah, well, with the, um, the loss of their very popular. Oh, yeah. Uh, foe, I think, um, you know, yeah, they, they, they haven't been doing too well leading up um, to the tournament as well. They've had mm-hmm. a few issues and mm-hmm. a few dramas. Usually, traditionally, they're very strong. But, yeah. yeah. I, I watched the, the China game, and they're so petulant. They're, they've yes. got they've got yeah. a real issue with discipline. You know, they pick like towards in the second half. I think they picked up two yellow cards for dissent, and it wasn't just like um, you know just kicking the ball away or saying something to the ref. It was punching the ball so it went out, yeah. and then right in front of the ref, they gave a free kick, and he almost kicked it at the ref. You know, it's just like come on. Yeah. Like, if, they, is... if they do stuff like that, I don't get why the refs just don't send them off. Yeah. You have Absolutely. the power to get yeah. rid of them. Yeah. I mean, refs complain they've got enough respect, but they've, yeah. they've got to uh, earn the respect by taking action when they've got the chance to do mm. things like that. Can, can I drop a quick stat about the Saudis? Yeah. Ten yeah. coaches in ten years. Yeah. Mm. Giving Sydney FC a run for their money. That's pretty good. <laughs> but South Korea have got an even worse record. They've had like 62 coaches in 60 years. <laughs> Wow. That's, I'm actually not exaggerating. Sounds like Italian governments. <laughs> <laughs> Political reference. I like that. <laughs> we normally just get darts references. <laughs> it's nice having John in the pod, isn't it? It brings a. a we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting fighting analogies to all fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just bring in the drug references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I bring in obscure 90s TV references. <laughs> <laughs> um, group C, 
Iran look like they're going to comfortably yeah. uh, take that group. UAE, I, I was surprised by that game. I thought it'd be much closer. No, I think UAE are like a very, very good team, and they have good players. Um, Omar Abdullahram and whatever his name. Abdullahram. It's called Omar. So many people were backing Qatar, though. Yeah, yeah. Really, really sure I, I thought Qatar would have, you know. Yeah, Qatar were like the hipsters' favourite. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, uh, hipsters. Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> knew enough of. The UAE coming into this tournament, they were they were the 2013 Gulf Cup champions. So obviously have well, Qatar were the 2014 Gulf Cup champions. Well, that's true, but <laughs> like they do have some class and they they have some classy players there. They um, did very well. They've been doing very well in youth football as well. Mm. UAE yeah. and um, sideshow Bob um, Abdullah Rahman. <laughs> Which I, which I tweeted that um, on my Twitter. I went, Omar Abdul Rahman is a sideshow bob of uh, UAE football. And I got like five retweets by UAE journalists. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't they know if I understand that. I imagine The Simpsons is massive. Yeah. I would, uh, <laughs> huge. yeah. <laughs> so that was a very odd thing. Um, yeah, but I, I really liked UAE. Um, uh, I think Iran's pretty good too. I love the, the support they're getting. Mm. And it just reminded me that... The, um, of the 97 game when they played the Socceroos how many how many Iran fans there are in Australia so mm. yeah but with the UAE let's not forget that the top goal scorer is Al Mac Mac or something like that yeah. and he's from the UAE yeah. so mm. like they've got some good players but yeah. they, they do um, but I wasn't particularly convinced by them to be honest defensively um, they looked a little yeah, yeah. defensively they were a bit shoddy like um, they they started off four four two basically, and the four in the midfield basically just became two because Omar and his namesake but not brother Muhammad Abdul Rahman on the other wing basically just didn't bother defending the two midfielders got overloaded time and time again. Mm. So I think against a stronger team, you're right. But as soon as the Iran game or if UAE make knockouts, they'll, they'll get shown up. To be honest. So um, Omar Abdul Rahman. Um, got caught out not defending. Yeah. So that's quite similar to the, who I've related into, the Emirati David Luiz. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's in the, he's going to be in the World Eleven next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> World Eleven. What a joke. Well, it got to the point where Omar Abdul Rahman got put into a number ten position rather than playing from the wing because it was just not working. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So he had, good, he had a few good flicks and tricks, obviously. Yeah. I, I like the look of him. I thought I thought he played well. A lot of a lot of the the bet, their better attacking play came through him. Yeah, and and, yeah. and keep in mind that he was actually a doubt for the tournament. He was injured, and so there was a lot of um, news about whether or not he would actually get selected, um, let alone play in the tournament. So to see him play after you know a few months of not playing and play that well, it's quite good. Mm. Iran, I th- this was probably not as good a performance as they can. Uh, they can do really I think they uh, did two defenders score their two goals I was busy making Middle Eastern food at the time so oh, I had no well, idea what was going on at least it was a homage to uh, to the game exactly yeah. <laughs> um, playing my part the, the opening goal was a cracker yeah I saw that that was pretty good yeah nice volley outside the box apparently he's um, he's uh, very left footed and he pulled out a peach of a finish with his right knocked it up with his left and then sort of curled it kind of sort of like sliced at it didn't it and the box was just jam-packed he couldn't have put it anywhere else and it would have gone in I don't think lovely finish for a defender 
And I think uh, the coach of Iran, Carlos Quiros, is going to be the winger of the tournament. Is that, that guy right? doesn't stop. Is that just a Manchester United thing? I, I just I don't know. <laughs> but he just doesn't. <laughs> Every question he was asked, he was complaining, so... Um, Learned from at the knee of Fergie. Yeah. <laughs> Learned from the best. That's it, yep. I, I, I didn't see the match, so I can't really comment properly, but I still fancy Iran to, to go quite far with this. Yeah, Iran are good. I don't know why they weren't a bit more rated going into the tournament. Like, mm. they were the best Asian team in the World Cup. Yeah, like, exactly. They defend very well. Yeah, they're my tip to be yeah. the, the surprise. Yeah, the knockout stage. The keeper, the Iranian keeper, did pull off some saves at the end, though. So Bahrain yeah. had had their chances. So. Well, they're no yeah. mugs. Bahrain qualified yeah. top of their group, only conceding one goal. I think scoring ten or eleven. So, you know, the they probably came up against one of the better teams. Actually, that, that's a tough group. That actually, really. You know, UAE. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, 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 even. Even. It's very even group. Yeah, yeah, anyone could go through on that. But which brings us to Group D, which is the complete opposite. Yeah. Uh, Japan, which are just going to walk that game, that that group. Even like, like well, you mentioned before the Iraq Jordan game, which the football was just, just terrible. Yeah. I was expecting better things from Iraq, really. I, they would have been I don't understand game. why people were expecting such good things from Iraq. I mean, you know, because the, they want it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not just that. They've got um, maybe this competition, this tournament's coming a little bit too early for their bigger picture uh, plans. But I think, oh, what did I write down? Uh, Nineteen of their twenty-three is under twenty-three, and a lot of them are from the under twenties. And I think their their coach it was their under twenty World Cup coach. Uh, so um, you know th- there is this th- this next generation where they're blooding all these youngsters, and that the game against the Socceroos um, for in World Cup qualifying, they gave they gave us a bloody good game, mm-hmm. yeah. and and a lot of those players were there was some like sixteen and seventeen yeah. year olds playing, weren't there? So, um, but so no. yeah, again, um, I think it goes back to the regime that we were under at the, at the time and the mentality we were taking into these mm-hmm. matches. Uh, which everyone sort of said, oh, maybe Palestine can do that. Sit yeah. on five minutes to concede a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and for that dream to be promptly crushed. I only yeah. took Andy Harper two minutes to say it's all about being here. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone give a count of how many times that was? <laughs> They've already won. It, it's getting to the point where it's quite condescending, I think. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I saw people about complaining about the condescending. I think I've yeah. written it a few times, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agree. But I think it's a good story, though, Palestine. Um, it's a great story, but it's, yeah. especially yeah. in Australia, where we have a, little, a bit of trouble with, um, you know, the politics of the situation, and seeing these countries um, and their supporters portrayed differently. Yeah. I think that's what's good yes. about football. No, no, I mean, that. That, that's brilliant, and it's, it's great that people are managing to remember that these are footballers. They're not politicians. Yeah. They're not mm. terrorists. They're not yeah. anything like that. These are footballers here to play the game, yeah. represent the country, and that's being recognised, which is great. And the displaced um, football as well. I remember. Yeah, it's especially yeah, one of them was, I don't remember his name, but he said he had been back home in the Gaza Strip for two, three years. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, uh, uh, and the in the same position as well. I mean, mm. they, they can't play home games. Uh, it says it all, but the Palestine coach only came in about a month ago because the previous guy house was formed and he had to rebuild his house really? that's why he couldn't Poor come yeah, I mean that, that's reality the situation yeah. the other reality though is when you see them against a professional trained side who does do everything that a professional trained side mm. does they're completely outclassed yeah. mm. they just aren't in the same level by a big big margin 
on every level. Mm. Um, but that's the reality. And, you know, it is great that they're here and it is great that they're sp spreading the message. But the reality is they're, they're not competitive. Do you think the, the, the match is Japan to score more? Yeah, I think, I think I think Japan just gave them the, the record for most of Japan. Though they don't really put their foot on the accelerator unless yes. they have to. They do yeah. quite comfortably do cruise. Out. That's what a, a Japanese journalist told me last night. Is that that's that's sort of the Japanese way. I think also the pragmatic so. pragmatic view that you know the, the, if they push hard, there's an increased chance of getting an injury or something yeah. that could happen for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. I, I, just think, daft, the I just think they're they're very polite as well, so they don't want to embarrass anyone <laughs> by uh, by yeah. putting seven or eight past them. Uh, but it could. Um, that said, Kevin and I took the, the football pilgrimage up to um, up to Newcastle and, uh, and, and sat with John up there. Um, I, Palestine fans were great value. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. The first sort of ten, fifteen minutes or ten minutes probably. Um, every time Japan had an attack and the ball got cleared, no matter where it went, <laughs> all the Palestine fans were cheering like they just scored a goal. It was, it was brilliant. There were bigger cheers for clearances than there were for Japanese goals. <laughs> there was. Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> And it was just this small pocket of, what, 2,000? Yeah, two or three. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, down there. Just did not stop. And there was, at one point, I pointed out, I think it was to you, Kev, and there was a group of people, they weren't even watching the game. They were just looking at the stands, at, like, just dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you've obviously had Moodle Jets games. It's like that. That's just carnival. Because <laughs> you don't want to see what's happening on the <laughs> Everyone in baldy wigs. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's just finish on um, a, a tiny little. Uh, I, I did a little quiz for you before I've done some more research. Good God! Uh, are, are you being more organised this time around? Are you? It's my You're New Year's resolution. A pay rise. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pay rise involved. There's no pay. <laughs> <laughs> What's? <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay. Last five games against Korea. Can we remember the scores? For the Socceroos? Yeah, Socceroos v Korea. It was a 3-2 win and a one-all draw. I do remember the 3-2, I think it was... It was cause I remember it because there was a debut of Tommy Rogic, A's page, maybe Lecky and Ellie Babal. Get you! Oh my God. I only know that. I only know that because, that I, because I had a road feature and Did I used that. In, uh... <laughs> I'm going to give the first point to Jan. Um, although it was three-one. Three-one. So there you yeah. go. I added an extra goal. So uh, minus one. Yeah. So uh, lost two, drawn two, one-one. Um, how many goals for and how many goals against in all uh, in all five games? More for them than us. <laughs> yeah. How many of these games was I like for? <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think the earliest one was 2009, so I think you were probably allowed for that. <laughs> okay, so how, how many goals did we score? Five. Five? Three. Four. Four. Ten. So uh, <laughs> a couple of points given out there. Last question, which is a, a bit of a difficult one. I'll be uh, three points for anyone who gets this. So this, is, this could put you ahead of John if, uh, who's currently in the lead. <laughs> there is only one player who scored um, that's in, currently in the squad. Of those four goals that's in the current squad now, name him or her. Katrina <laughs> 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 Gori. <laughs> um, it wasn't Cahill. Bresh. It wasn't Bresh. Cruz. It wasn't Cruz. 
Mackay. Burns. Yednak. Yednak. Oh! Penalty? It was a. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was. Um, well, from, from my research, it, uh, Lucas Neal made the assist. Um, but I don't oh, know. Right. Uh, well, that's probably one of his belters from outside the box then, isn't it? Long range effort where he'd done nothing all match. <laughs> it was Lucas Neal getting a rare run in the number 10 position. <laughs> and Lucas Neal took a dive in the penalty area, got awarded the assist for it. Um, so that, that, that probably concludes the pod. Thank you very much, guys, for, for coming. Uh, just, before we, just before we, uh, we head off, uh, we mentioned about Bresh uh, on the cover of the latest issue on sale now. Uh, Kev, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on what else we've got in there? Yeah, we've got the uh, the chat, a rare chat with Bresciano, who doesn't really say very much normally, but we've got a good chat with him, and with uh, those people who know him best, like Vinny Grella, who uh, hails Bresh as the greatest soccer ever. Uh, Harry Kuhl and Tim Cale may think otherwise, but... Uh, that's Bresh for you. Uh, we've got a great, great one-on-one with Mark Schwarzer, who uh, has a few frank views about the A-League, the Socceroos, Postacoglu, even has a harsh word for Goose Hiddink, too. Um, what a surprise. Yeah. Get on board with that. Have a read there. Uh, inside Western Sydney Wanderers, Asian champions. Maybe not things not going well for them with um, the A-League, but... Asian Kings of Asia. We go behind the scenes, we talk to all the people, and we trace the story from where it began, how it got to being at the pinnacle of continental football. Uh, John, you've got a story. Yeah, you're looking, looking at some of the, the Aussies abroad that, that have played in Asia, and um, particularly some of our opponents in, in the K League and the J League, and uh, talking to them and their experiences. Just giving a bit of insight behind enemy lines. And we also have a review of the year where we look back at some of the events over a, a big year for Australia and overseas as well. And we have a look at some of our key people, including uh, Tim Cahill, Katrina Gorey, and uh, the A-League. Uh, it's a fantastic issue. It is. Go out and buy it at newsagents near you. And well, you used to walk up to Adam well. Jackson at ANZ and he'll get you a free one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spot that man. You've got to camp out for six hours in the media centre <laughs> and have a very good story why you don't have it. It was almost like, why have you not brought on. your homework? <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. Thanks a lot, gents. Come, thank you very much for coming in. No worries, thank you very much for having me. I hope to see you uh, down here again. And uh, John, thanks again. Thanks for having me. Lovely stuff. Thanks, guys. And uh, catch us next week.